0: Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport and I will be your host for the next hour. Hey Paul, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. What's the weather like there?
1: Uh, It it wasn't too bad. I haven't stepped out too much today, but it was a high 30s, I want to say. Definitely warmer than it was a few days ago.
0: Oh my goodness. You know, yesterday, was it yesterday? The temperature here in New Jersey was one degrees. Today we've got forty-five.
1: Oh my goodness, that's that's quite a difference.
0: It's amazing. I don't know what is happening with our weather, but it is absolutely crazy, folks. We have one hour, and there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. I have no guests today, and you know what I say: if you're in radio, you you got to be able to talk for at least an hour, and I think I can do that. I uh, have two things on my mind today. Of course, you know, two things always turn into three or four because we go off on tangents. Um, I'm going to ask Paul to give the call-in number from time to time starting now.
1: 773-763-9278. That's 773-763-WCPT.
0: All right. All right. So here's what I want to talk about today. First of all, we all know that we are literally um, less than is it less than two weeks? No, we're at least two weeks away from the election, correct? It's February 5th, and the election is on February 28th. That's right. That's correct. Now, I'm, yeah, okay, good, good, good. Now, Paul, you might be surprised at what I'm about to suggest to people. I suggest, and, and I tell you, I am a proponent of early voting, but I am suggesting to people this time around not to vote early. There are just, there's just too much happening. And every day we hear something else. Every day a candidate says something different. And I just think this is one of those elections. There's just so much at stake that election day should be the day that we call it. Or, you know, wait a couple of days before the election. Um, but we've got some serious, serious issues to contend with. And we have a cadre of candidates who all want your vote. Many of you have already made up your mind about who you want to vote for. I'm hoping that you all tuned in to the mayoral candidate forum that was hosted by WCPT. <clears throat> I believe it's a, a poll. Is that available even now for people to uh, check it out?
1: The Are you talking about the forum?
0: The forum, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's on our
1: our SoundCloud page, uh, soundcloud.com slash WCPT820. If you scroll through the tracks, it's there. I think it's also if you head to the uh, WCPT820 homepage, I think they have a link to it as well.
0: Excellent, excellent. I encourage you to do that because... Oftentimes you talk to your friends and you might hear this or that about uh, a candidate, but there's nothing like hearing it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, But now, so this is the 2023 mayoral election that's coming up. All of our newspapers and news outlets, whether they be online or uh, in print, have all given analysis of the different candidates. So I've kind of put some things together and I want to go through each candidate and uh, for this first half an hour and really talk about them. And I welcome you to call in. I'd like to know what you think about the different candidates. Uh, 773-763-9278 is the number. And this election, if I think early voting has already started, if no candidate receives 50% of the vote, a runoff election has to be held between the top two vote getters. And we already have that date set. It's April 4th our current mayor is Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And we all remember when she became mayor, it was a really big deal. She's the first African American mayor in the city of Chicago. She's the first openly gay mayor in the city of Chicago. And she was celebrated really across the country for her achievement. Uh, Because in many people's view, she kind of came out of nowhere. She had many strong, strong contenders. Um, But even some of the people that supported her when she ran the first time have now decided to throw their hats in the ring to challenge her. And we should take a look at who those people are, and we can start with our mayor. Uh, what do we know about Lori Lightfoot? Lori Lightfoot is a lawyer. Uh, we, we, her name became known to us because she chaired the city's police board. Um, and we had a lot of issues going on with the police board at the time that she ran back in, uh, 2019. And it was a crowded field. I don't even remember how many people ran in that election. Um, but she was, she had to, she was in a runoff election with Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle. And she ended up with 70% of the vote and she became our mayor. And it hasn't been easy. Now, Obviously, we just came out of a pandemic, and for all intents and purposes, we're still in the pandemic. Um, She, her first term, I don't know if I would say it was defined by the pandemic, Um, but certainly uh, no mayor has ever had to contend with a pandemic in Chicago. But we also had so many protests against police violence, you know, with the Laquan McDonald McDonald murder, George Floyd. I mean, I could go on and name so many. All of that continued to point back to the police. And with her being the former chairperson of the city's police board, people start to ask questions. She has a superintendent. um, What is our superintendent's name? I can't even think of his name, but I can tell you this, if she wins the race, you'll remember his name because of all of the candidates running, she is the only one that has said she will maintain him as her superintendent of police. Every single other candidate has said that he needs to go. What do you think? Is he somebody who needs to be here in Chicago? Do you think that the superintendent is doing a good job? I just heard a report, I'm out of town. And I heard a report that in Chicago today, they are warning motorists, if you go to get gas, make sure you turn your motor off if you have to go inside. Even if you are standing next to the car, pumping your gas, lock your door and turn the motor off because there've been a string of carjackings across the city. The police department sent in a list to WBBM radio of at least 20 of these across the city. And they're stealing these cars. And then they're using the stolen cars, creating caravans to create other crimes. What in the world is going on? Is there something in the water? This is just ridiculous. I, don't, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't know what's happening here. So that's an issue that we're dealing with um police violence crime i think crime is the major issue in everybody's minds right now usually it is education transportation uh obviously uh, finance and economic development crime numbers have gone up it is huge and of course the teachers union that's a big issue but there's a lot happening there's a lot of things going on We've got eight candidates on the ballot, well, nine altogether, including Lori Lightfoot. And some of these we know, some of them we don't. Some of them are are currently elected officials. Um, we've got a congressman. We have uh, two aldermen. There is a Cook County commissioner, a wealthy businessman, a former school's CEO and a community activist and a state representative. Now, it depends on who did the poll and what week we're in to determine who's in the front, because each candidate has people who do their polls or companies that do their polls. And I'd say the front runners each have had companies do their polls and those polls show them in the lead. So can you trust the polls? I don't know is it uh uh what are your thoughts who 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 who's in the lead who should be the mayor the next mayor of the city of chicago we only have uh of the mayors of the other of candidates who are running of the nine candidates only four have commercials up now some people when they're making their judgment they want to know can you raise enough money to get on tv because that's how you get your broad based appeal to the widest number of uh, potential candidates, is to be on TV. And and we need to know, let's see, Vallis, Johnson, Wilson, Garcia, those are the ones that have their television ads running right now. We look at the fundraising numbers. I would say those are the four that have raised the most money if that's your barometer on um, gauging uh, who's got influence, who can tap into the power structure, who, um, you know, what is it? it? What What is your criteria? I think collaboration is a big criteria. Can people collaborate? Are they willing to be collaborators? That's an important criteria. I think that's part of the problem we have in Chicago is we don't see enough of that uh, collaboration going on, that that that's important. In this last, uh, since our mayor has run, this has nothing to do with her, but just since her tenure, we've seen the federal corruption probe of Alderman Burke. We've seen the indictment of Mike Madigan, the Speaker of the House. And if Lori Lightfoot wins this election, she will be in history with every other incumbent that has won reelection. If she loses, it will be the first time in decades that a sitting Chicago mayor did not win their reelection bid. So I'm gonna go to the phone lines in just a moment. The main five issues that candidates are standing on, stumping on and asking us to vote for them about are crime, public transportation, schools, affordable housing, (laughs) and this last one is funny to me because it keeps coming up, the bears. Like, are they gonna stay or are they gonna go? I kind of think that's a done deal, but maybe not. So before I get through, before I start this list of um, candidates, I want to see what you have to say. I want to talk to Mitchell in Desplain. Mitchell, are you there?
1: Yeah, good afternoon. First of all, uh, you made a mistake in the issue of corrections. Harold Washington was the first African-American mayor of Chicago in 1983, number one. Of course. I think I said, if I didn't
0: say it, I I meant to say the first African-American female. I thought that's what I said, but if I
1: didn't. That's what I meant to and say. And also, that, you know, uh, Mayor Jean Byrne was also the first female. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. Are we going to have the first uh, award for the first redhead who has blue eyes? I mean, it's, it's, it's become beyond ridiculous. Regarding your safety, Doris, which I really want to talk about, you know, the reality is is that these mayor candidates are not addressing that this crime is not a chance of what I call a chance encounter. It is because it's a it's an opportunity it's a crime of opportunity they're very well organized and i would hate to have you or any of your wonderful radical democratic listeners get carjacked because you have a feckless mayor who refuses to send in the national guard to protect people you, and their do rights do you live in chicago I, I live in cook county and i, li- I do you live i don't live in chicago Sh- proper so you won't be voting for, for the not. mayor
0: No, So you won't be voting in Chicago. Well let me ask you a question. I'm not gonna cut you loose. Just listen to me. Let me ask you a question, Mitchell. Sure. Sure. If you've got opinions, obviously, you know everybody who's running. Which one of the current candidates, if you lived in Chicago, do you feel would adequately address the issue of
1: crime? I'll tell you, there's one candidate that separated himself from the Hyde, and that's Willie Wilson. Now, people will attack him because he comes from the South, and they'll attack him because he's not articulate. You have a former uh, WCPT uh, uh, person who had a, a show that was his campaign manager, so he's hardly what I call a Democrat. He's an independent, okay, and he gets on Fox News because his, his, his ideas to target curtail crime it makes the most sense. I mean, let me ask you this, Dorothy. What is it
0: about his – wait, 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 Mitchell. My name is Doris, and Sorry, I'm giving Doris. you an opportunity, but not to just commentate. So I have specific questions I'd like to, you to answer for me. Because sure. you're not a Chicagoan, so this is the last question right. because I really want to talk to Chicagoans. Um, okay. What, what specific policy measures has Dr. Wilson spoken about that appeal to you as it relates to crime?
1: When he was in the last debate, he actually came up with a bullet plan to put armed police officers or armed, basically armed police or whatever you want to describe them on platforms, on trains, because in order to offset crime, you can't have a bunch of people who are just volunteering to basically control the streets or the buses or all these trains where these people are getting attacked and killed. His focus and his theory was... To be very specific and treat aggressively with putting armed police or armed security would be a better term Dorothy and that way it would be okay that's great Mitchell
0: Mitchell I heard you and I thank you and again my name is Doris I thank you for your call uh I agree with Dr. Wilson on that issue we do need armed officers on the CTA um I do believe that I think we do need armed officers uh, on the CTA. otherwise, the people who are committing these crimes have guns. what's a what's an unarmed police officer gonna do? Deborah on the south side, let me hear from you please. Deborah, are you there? Have we lost Deborah? Okay, well, I don't I'm not hearing her, Deborah. All right. well, yeah. All right, well, if she comes back, just put her on hold, let me know. So now we're going to go down this list of mayors and kind of, you know, find out who these people are. Let's start with uh let's see, who should we start with? Pick a name. Paul, pick a name.
1: Oh, out of the mayor's race? Yeah. Let's go with Cam Buckner.
0: Okay. We'll go with Cam Buckner. Cam Buckner. Now, Cam is an interesting guy. He's a lawyer, and he has worked in politics, and he's also worked in sports. He represents, as a state representative, Hyde Park, The Loop, and Bronzeville. He grew up on the south side of Chicago, and he attended Morgan Park High School, and he received his undergraduate degree from the University of Illinois, where he also played football. He, uh, let's see, he he really talks about um, his ability to gather resources and work with Springfield. He points to his support for the uh, rifle, the rifle ban assault that recently uh, passed in Springfield. Hallelujah. Um, I mean, who's not supporting that? That's what I want to know. And, you know, he says that he rides the CTA often. So I wonder what he feels about the armed police officers being on the CTA, uh, because he talks a lot about transit when he's uh, when he's doing his campaign speeches. Now, here's the here's the problem. <clears throat> Is it a problem? I don't know. He's only raised thirty eight thousand dollars in campaign funds. So I don't think you're going to see any commercials unless he's gifted that. When it comes to crime, he does vow to hire more police officers, and he says that he wants to start an Internet crime unit. I'm not sure what that is because I haven't seen that played out. He has some issues with how police raids are conducted, and I'm sure that that points back to Anjanette um, Young, you know, the woman who uh, the police had a wrong, wrong address and they stormed her house. Um, When it comes to CTA, he talks mostly about ghost trains and the red line extension. So yeah, I'm not sure what those plans are, but that's what he's interested in. Transit seems to be his big issue. He does support an elected school board. He's promised to bring in millions, if not hundreds of millions, to uh, get the state back to solvency or the district back to solvency. He is a supporter of affordable housing. He thinks that Chicago Housing Authority should improve transparency when it comes to rent subsidy vouchers, but he doesn't discuss funding. Now, rent subsidy vouchers and the transparency issue on that, I do think is an important issue because I know for a fact that everybody that is using rent subsidy vouchers does not need them and would not qualify for them. So what's that about? And now the Bears. He wants to keep the Bears in the city. He really wants to keep the Bears in the city. And he said that the mayor, current mayor, should focus on transforming Soldier Field and redeveloping Soldier Field. And um, he's agreed that he wouldn't even use state money to get them here, to keep them in the city. But what he hasn't told us is what he plans to do to keep them here. Now we'll go to, let's see, let's see. Oh, I think Deborah's back. Deborah, are you there?
2: Please hold with me.
0: Can you hear me? I hear you now. Yes, okay. I do. Welcome to the Doris Davenport okay. Show.
3: Um, You're on- a Chicagoan, right, Deborah? Oh, oh, can you hear me? P- please bear with me. Are you a Chicagoan? Can you hear me? Deborah, I yeah. hear you. Are you a Chicagoan? Yes, I all my life, sixty-four years. um, In the oh. early well, middle seventies, I went away to Iowa to school, and coming back over the the vacations, I would see and didn't understand what it was how um, the disparity in our communities. Of course, Iowa is primarily, you know, much richer. But to, to come back and to know that only now, Hell Washington would try to do something that is the daily, the Rom, the air, swive um, Romney Emanuel, this investment of the community, the schools, the housing, Ron Emanuel set on $700 million, almost a billion dollars for housing that decimated. That, and the tearing down of, of the, and not to say that they didn't need to come down, but Mayor Hale Washington had a plan to um, uh, to provide quality, quality for uh, residents of CHA, and to know that this mayor is the only one, and going forward, I don't trust any of the rest of them. Deborah, let, let me stop you for a minute. Deborah,
0: let me stop you, because you have I'm to sure, tell I'm me just, this. Just, I need your opinion. So, I Deborah, yes, no, don't go. Don't yes, go. Yes. I, I want to talk to you for a minute because ma'am. everything that you just said is true. I don't think anybody can argue with anything that you just said. But here's the yes, thing ma'am. if we are going to live in Chicago, we can't live in a lawless, ungoverned city with no leadership. Now, I'm pushing you, sister, I'm pushing you because we have nine candidates and one of them is going to be the mayor and every vote counts so regardless of whether you don't like any of them frankly most people i've talked to said they don't like any of them but that's not our choice our choice is that we have to pick one so of all the mayors that are all of the candidates that are running who do you think has exhibited who has who has talked about policies that you believe would help all of Chicago, the south side, the, the the west side, downtown, the business districts, everybody. Which candidate has what it takes to pull the city together that can pull us through um, a recession if it comes, that can handle this crime issue that's going to once and for all put our, our public school system on the right track? And who is going to be for families? What do you think, Deborah?
3: Well, again, um, we know that as far as schools, Paul has helped to decimate it. Um, as far as the, the investment- That's not what I asked you, Deborah. That's not what, I, I'm not going there, Deborah. Okay, well then, I'm moving forward. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot, Mayor yeah. Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot. The reason why- so Mayor Lightfoot is okay. The reason why is that she already has the investment that has been lacking, neglected. Once you take care of that, but as far as crime, now that's the issue. Yes, as far as crime, it left the South and the West Side and has gone to, and I tried okay, to Okay, I, I can't
0: do that. I can't, I don't wanna commentate about the past. What is okay. it that Lori Lightfoot has said she's going to do that you think is a good idea?
3: Okay, as far as the police? She has given them everything that they wanted. The only thing she asked of them was for them to, more or less, not stand down. They decided to stand down. Climb, what happened to the consent up. decree? What happened to the consent decree?
0: Why? Why? Why was, Why? Why hasn't the consent decree not been? Uh, all of those points in the consent decree that didn't happen until the, um, until the police contract was negotiated. That was not done by the mayor. What happened there?
3: I know it was negotiated by Paul Vallis. Yes, my question to you
0: is what happened to the administration? Why didn't the current administration implement the consent decree?
3: That's a good question, Ms. Davenport. I I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. I know that she has had her arms twisted behind her back from day one, especially to be keckled a black woman that's keckled like a dog dog whistles or like whistling at her okay
0: like, oh. uh, okay that's fine that's fine i appreciate it deborah and i thank you for calling thank the Doris Davenport show. For- so we <laughs> have one caller who is for dr willie wilson we have another caller who is for lori lightfoot and we are going to take a break hear about what's coming up in sports and we'll continue our conversation on the other side of the break at 773-763-9278 Has substance abuse or gambling taken priority in your life? Are you looking for a change? Visit waybackin.org waybackin.org This ad is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission Did you know that the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation has a website a Facebook page and a Twitter feed And they're easy to find. Search online for OPRFCF. See what's new. Find a scholarship. Donate to support local nonprofits. Join a group or just connect.
1: The weather's getting warmer. Time to enjoy the outdoors, biking, hiking, sports. Pains and sprains. I hate venturing out. Let me give you something for that. A Band-Aid? The number to Dr. Victor Romano 708-848-4662. i need a body cast. How about holistic healing? Can you explain that? Not as well as Dr. Victor Romano 708-848-7662. One Airy Court, Oak Park.
0: Substance use or gambling may have caused you to feel like there's no way out. The truth is that there is help for you and your family. And it's closer than you may think. The Way Back In is a nonprofit treatment center for substance use and gambling that helps people in Proviso Township rebuild their lives from the damages of addiction. You can contact Way Back In by visiting waybackin.org or by calling 708-345-8422. That's 708-345-8422. Admissions office is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you are experiencing an emergency and need immediate assistance outside of these hours, please contact 911. Wayback In is here to help. Way Back In programming is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport, and I am your host for this hour. Now, you guys know I will be fair all always when I hear that the baseball season is starting, I get excited. I will always be fair and give you Cubby fans, you know, an opportunity to celebrate, but I <laughs> am a White Sox fan. And the White Sox, they're going to play their home opener on April 3rd against San Francisco Giants. I can't Wait. So anyway, OK, Barney, hold on, because I'm not going to come to you just yet, but please bear with me for just a moment, because I do want to get back to uh, these candidates just real quick. Um, I'm going to go through this fast so Chewy garcia is who we're going to talk about next now Chewy is a representative that that represents he's a congressman that represents the fourth district in washington dc now he's a long-time political veteran who was around and actually not just around he uh, was with harold washington when he was mayor Uh, he was part of that rainbow coalition Uh, many people uh, question uh where his uh where his where evidence of his work from that Rainbow Coalition has been in the last couple of decades. But uh, he ran for mayor in 2015 and he lost to a runoff. He lost in a runoff to Rami Emanuel. And he was weighing this decision for a long time about whether he wanted to run for mayor. He did just win in 28, no, 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 no. When was he elected? I think he was elected in 2018, yeah. And he calls himself a progressive, uh, but you know, he i'm not going to say but Chewy garcia is a poll was released today that says he's in the lead uh it was his poll company that produced the poll so i'm not surprised about that as i mentioned earlier every candidate has a company doing the poll and they all say that they're in the lead he has raised 1.3 million well that's what he has in the bank right now 1.3 million dollars and you can all find this out go to the campaign disclosure forms all the information is right there. And it's important, I think, just simply to mention that uh, the Tribune identified Chewy Garcia as an unnamed member of Congress that's mentioned in federal court records involving the corruption case against uh, Mike Madigan. That could be nothing, or it could be something. But he's denied any involvement in any uh, pay-for-play scheme, and he has said publicly that he's not under any investigation. As far as crime is concerned, and the na- the man's name is David Brown. I-, I can't believe I forgot that momentarily. But Chuy's one of the candidates who will not be uh, retaining uh, Chuy Garcia. He served on the Transportation and Infrastructure Committees in Congress, so he probably would be very helpful in uh, bringing those dollars to the city. And He's somebody who fought for the construction of a school on the southwest side. Um, and at that time, that project was opposed by Paul Vallis, and the two of them went at it. Uh, Garcia says he does support elected school boards. He believes in affordable housing and wants to tap into the TIF financing. You know, I've heard about three candidates talk about using the TIF financing for affordable housing. I'd like to know who's going to use the TIF financing for what Harold Washington intended it to be used for. And again, he wants the bears to be in the city. Jamal Green is a community activist on the south side of Chicago. Uh, He is one of two candidates who have never held political office. He questions, uh, let's see, he, You you know him because he's been involved in a lot of high-profile protests. He He's against Chase Banks' lending practices and believes that they sh- he, Chase should be doing far more to put monies into the Black community. He's also the youngest candidate in the field. He's 27. And it's not the first time he's run for mayor. He ran in 2019, but he dropped out because he didn't get enough ballot petition signatures. Uh, so it's not the first time he's wanted to run. Now, he is a real estate broker, a social entrepreneur is how he describes himself. And he wants to build a youth center in Auburn Gresham. He currently has $12,668 in the bank and he wants to ban the boot. Hey, that's good. I think we should ban the boot. He says that uh, he wants to curb crime and he wants to put unarmed social workforce in place that can respond to 911 calls. And he also wants a youth intervention team. For CTA, he described the CTA as a homeless shelter and a mental health clinic. And he says that we need emergency monies freed up in order to put social workers on CTA trains and platforms. Hmm. He is a champion of something called Universal 3K which is a I believe the state is sponsoring that. I have some major issues with Universal 3K which moving forward we'll have a conversation about that one day. Um questions that just need answers. Maybe if my questions are answered, uh I'll feel better about it, but right now I'm I'm skeptical. He uh like I said, supports affordable housing and He said that the city should let the Bears go. (laughs) Hey, Barney, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here.
0: How are you? All right, too. Great. What can I do for you? Welcome to the Doris Davenport Show.
2: Yes, I was uh, listening. Uh, They already have security on the trains, but basically in the daytime, they have security. I have seen it.
0: Are they armed? uh,
2: The trains, pardon? Are they armed? Do they have guns security yes, no, they no they stand they stand downstairs, but most of the crime happens at nighttime when the homeless people can't get into the shelter now that's one thing I agree with Jamal about with the people don't have nowhere to go if they wait too late to get in the shelter uh they go get they get on the trains because it's warm. I work with the homeless people, and that's one thing I have to say that the mayor's doing she is. Uh, putting a lot of money to get the uh, homeless people housed. But what the homeless people does is like when they get their check on the first and the third, they don't want to be in the shelter. They want to get hired. Not anything against us. That's their preference. You know, I'm not trying to put them down. But if you got a drug addiction problem, it's going to be hard to stay in the shelter if you're trying to, you know, get a fix. So that's why a lot of them be on the street. But uh, like I okay, said. Okay, now, Barney, are, you live in Chicago, right? Yes, I've been in Chicago all my life. I live on the oh. North Side, West Side, and South Side. And what side do you live on now? I prefer not to say, but I'm in the city. Okay, me, that's me, all right.
0: Of fine. all of the candidates yes, who are running, good. of all the candidates who are running, who do you think has what it takes to lead this city up and forward?
2: Well, I have. I, well, I have a tie. I like. Uh, What's your tie? What well, mayor? The tie is Brandon Johnson and Lightfoot, because Lightfoot is already in there. And Brandon Johnson, he has this stuff on the ground with activists. Uh, he 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 He's he from Chicago Public Schools. So he's an advocate for a lot of things that I'm an advocate for. I'm, for, I'm an advocate for housing, jobs, education, substance abuse. So I'm an advocate okay. where I have protested. A lot of people. uh, Okay. That's all right. I
0: appreciate that. I appreciate that. I want to move on to other callers because we only have an hour today. So your tie is Brandon Johnson and Lori Lightfoot. And I thank you so much for calling. Don't be a stranger. All right. We're going to, before I get to you, Dan, I'm going to cover Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson is a former school teacher. He is a current sitting Cook County Board of Commissioners. Uh, he serves on the Cook County Board of Commissioners and he represents the West Side, which is where he lives and the suburbs. Uh, he's also, Oak Park is, is, uh, one of his, is under his jurisdiction and Oak Park loves Brandon Johnson. Now, Brandon has the endorsements of probably some of the most powerful progressive unions around. Um, one of them also being the Chicago Teachers Union. Now, Yeah, the Chicago Teachers Union. Johnson was an organizer for CTU, the Chicago Teachers Union. And you remember when they had that big strike in 2019, you know, he was very upfront, uh, speaking a lot about what was happening in the Chicago public schools. Now, he grew up with 10 siblings and in Austin, so he he talks about how you know when you grow up with 10 siblings you learn to negotiate uh and that is a skill that he has uh developed and and really put to use on behalf of the residents of Cook County. He is a self-identified progressive um and he's received endorsements from other progressive leaders like Daniel Espada from the first um aldermanic district and Byron uh Lopez from 25. He is, he's got a lot of union backing and it's made him one of the race's strongest fundraisers. If you look at his uh, bank account today, the campaign account, he's got $1.3 million in the bank. Um, A lot of that came from CTU according to his campaign disclosure forms. And he's got a pretty big war chest. He's got uh, ads up on TV he's vowed to eliminate that gang database that for some reason everybody that keeps saying they're going to eliminate it nobody wants to get rid of it and to focus on public safety uh, he wants to address the root causes of the crime and stop putting band-aid approaches uh, to this issue he's promised a trauma prevention program that gives 24-hour access to healthcare professionals um and again I'd have to say across the board. Now, Brandon may be one of the only ones that has actually uh, posted a full budget, but like every other candidate, the ideas that each of them have, they don't talk about how they want to fund their uh, programs. He has promised that the underserved areas of the city of Chicago, they will get expanded transportation from Metra and Pace. Now, people have been trying to do that for years. So he if he can accomplish that, that would be absolutely wonderful. Now, he also wants a surcharge on Metro Riders if they're coming from the suburbs into the city. And he wants to return, he wants the CTA to go back to something that they called the ambassador program. He's a former school teacher. Um, He's a parent of kids that are in the public schools. And I think he's the only candidate, frankly, with kids in the public school system. You know, I remember other mayors, Rahm Emanuel, his kids did not go to Chicago public schools. Um, and he talked always uh, about Chicago public schools and never really did anything for Chicago public schools. But Johnson says he will have a strong position to advocate for CPS funding, and he, too, supports a local school board, an elected school board. Um, Brandon feels that he is in position to do something that a lot of people have talked about and tried, which is the real estate transfer tax. Uh, on multi-million dollar properties, only multi-million dollar properties, but he wants to do that to help fund affordable housing that's been promised for the South and West sides and still it hasn't been seen. He'll try to keep the bears in the city and he's willing to renegotiate with the team um, to help them stay. Dan, are you there?
4: Uh, yes, Doris, I, I'm here, Doris.
0: How you doing?
4: I'm doing good, thank you. Doing are you a Chicagoan.
0: Uh, Yes, I am. Okay, great. Talk to me.
4: Uh, yeah, well, uh, the question you asked, I, I'm, I'm too. You're just talking about Brandon presently, and I kind of like Brandon Johnson. He actually, he actually seems sincere. And he has a lot of backing, like you just, you just mentioned with a lot of unions. And to me, when you look at, you know, we're talking about politics. He, to me, he just seems to be the kind of he holds a political office, but he actually doesn't. Seem to be a politician. He doesn't come across that way to me, but he's really sincere. I mean, I just like your show. I've listened to your show, even your Oak Park show. I've listened mm-hmm. to him about four years on his talk show, and and it, you know, I got a good feel where Brandon's coming from. He's been a big critic of Lori Lightfoot <laughs> and um, and him holding the commissioners. Uh, Position he has kind of insight on what's going on 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 the fifth floor, but um, I don't know. I think Brandon would do a good job. He, like you said, he's homegrown, Chicagoan in the public school system, and you know he's from the ground up kind of guy. And uh and I, I don't know. I just have a, we all have our feel. You know, when we back somebody, mm-hmm. I just have a good feel, mm-hmm. that he'll do a good job.
3: Excellent. All right. Well, job. thank you so
0: much, Dan. And don't be a stranger. And I appreciate you letting me know that you've been a long time listener. So thanks oh, yeah, so much. Old
3: park show park, uh-huh. yes, yes. I
0: okay. appreciate you, Dan. Yeah, Thank you. Okay. This is WCPT 820 Progressive Talk Radio where facts matter. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. 763 9278 Sophia King is an older person representing the fourth ward. I've got to leave myself five minutes. Uh, Paul, please tell me at 355 that I have to switch and use the last five minutes to talk about my second issue. Um So Sophia King is an uh, alder person. She represents the fourth ward currently, and she is running for mayor and not running for re-election. So that fourth ward aldermanic seat is up, and they've got one. Let me think. I'm, I'm going back in my mind because I just moderated a fourth ward candidate forum. There are five candidates, including one state rep, running for that seat. She... Push to rename Lakeshore Drive and Congress Parkway. Uh, she backed an increase in the city's min, uh, city's minimum wage to fifteen dollars. The redevelopment of the Reese Hospital site. Uh, she touts her collaborative personality uh and her experience on city council. She grew up in Evanston. She has a graduate degree in education and social policy from Northwestern University. She worked at the Latin School and founded the Aerial Community Academy in Kenwood. She served as Vice President of Planned Parenthood in Chicago, started a nonprofit called Harriet's Daughter, and she has two hundred and twenty nine thousand nine hundred and seventy eight dollars in her account. And she would like to have additional police She wants to bring in a thousand retired police officers to expand the force. Uh, She wants to escalate alternative police responses and she wants to uplift police. She said the CTA needs to increase collaboration with Pace and Metra. And she has been critical of Lightfoot's combative relationship, her words, not mine, with the teachers union and she has vowed greater collaboration uh, with the city. She criticizes the Lightfoot administration because she thinks that there should have been more uh, focus on opportunity zones. And she says that the city should definitely try to keep the bears. Now, I don't like to, you know, poison the waters against anybody, but I have to say this because I believe it so strongly. House museums is a big thing in Chicago. They've been around for 50 years. And when black organizations started uh, wanting to, um, legalized their house museums, it was Sophia King who introduced an ordinance to ban house museums. Now that's the truth. I know it because I led the PR effort against it and we succeeded. There is no ban on house museums in the city of Chicago. Okay, we now are going to move to Roderick Sawyer. We all know Roderick Sawyer. Why? Because his, he, his father was a mayor, Eugene Sawyer. He's a licensed uh, stock and real estate broker. He serves the sixth ward, which is Grand Crossing, Inglewood, and Chatham. He is the chairman of the city council's uh, the council on health and human relations. He was a founding member of the council's progressive caucus and chairman of the black caucus. And so he talks about, you know, in City Hall, where growing up in City Hall, when his father was, um, when his father was sixth ward alderman and then mayor. I think his father only served two terms, uh, but Rod went to St. Saint Ign- Saint Ignatius for high school, DePaul University for college, and he's a very experienced person in local government, no doubt. He helped pass an ordinance that focused on creating a citywide police commission. Uh, he's a supporter of, of um, having a commission on reparations, um, and 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 wants to focus more on mid-sized businesses. He currently has $46,916 in the bank, and he also is an advocate of getting rid of that gang database and improving communication systems across the city departments. He thinks that Brown, Superintendent Brown, should be fired and he wants to improve the bus tracking system. He champions the red light extension and he pushes for better disability access on the CTA. Now, he is a former local school council chairman when his kids were in school. And he believes that because of that, he's uniquely prepared to collaborate with CPS. He cautions that an elected school board needs to work collaboratively with the mayor. Well, does that mean you support an elected school board or you don't? Hmm, we should see. He is a supporter of affordable housing and has a kind of unique um, twist on that. He wants to incentivize the redevelopment of vacant lots through a low cost or, or a no loan program and create affordable prefabricated, prefabricated container homes. Interesting, I still like the tiny house thing. Anyway, uh, he thinks the te- that the city should let the team go, okay? Paul Vallis, it, we don't, I'm not going to do Paul Vallis because he was my guest last week, and I have invited the other candidates. It's so hard to get them scheduled because Sundays, you know, they're at churches and they're doing all sorts of things. Dr. Wilson is a wealthy Chicago businessman and philanthropist who owned McDonald's restaurants. He was also in the medical supply business for years. He is a multi-millionaire. He is cu- financing the majority of his campaign. He will not take a salary if he becomes mayor. He ran in 2015. He ran in 2019, failed both of those. Uh, he ran for Senate, ran for president. He's the son of a sharecropper. And he spends millions of dollars giving away gas and groceries to people who need it. He is somebody who says he will focus on crime and not raising taxes. He has $4 million in the bank and he wants to take the handcuffs off police and hunt down criminals like rabbits. His words, not mine. He also advocates for bailing nonviolent offenders out of jail on holidays. He wants um armed police on the CTA. He uh states that uh let's see he would refuse to raise taxes that's a big thing we're not sure what his position is on chicago public schools but he certainly is a supporter of affordable taxes and he wants to keep people in their homes uh by paying their property tax bills but we don't know yet whether he plans to do that or if he has a a policy that would have that happen and he thinks chicago should just let the Bears go and bring another team here. He advocates for supporting people that are experiencing homelessness through programs in the church. Now, listen, we've got four minutes left. I want to talk about something that is really unnerving me. You remember last year, 2022, back in February, we had, um two, I think it was three men arrested because they were they were plotting to attack a power grid and come to find out the reason that they were attacking the power grid is because they wanted to start a race war. Well, yesterday I was stopped dead in my tracks listening to CNN and hearing that in North Carolina, gunshots were fired at two power substations in Moore County, left 45,000 people and businesses without power and they say that more attacks just like that are being planned by domestic extremist groups and here's what they're trying to do you know how sometimes the grid goes out and we may have a day or a couple of hours or people are without power for i don't know um, maybe a couple of days what they're after is they're trying to strike fear in the heart of america They want to strike these major power grids and apparently the one that was fired at is in the crosshairs between two two, um, white supremacist groups. And the Department of Homeland Security is warning us that this is not going to go away. They want to disrupt the country so that we are ended up in different places of the country going without power for weeks so that rioting is, uh, starts in the streets. People get locked up and they, I, I just I just can't believe that this is happening again. This is so major to me. And here we are in the middle of a mayoral election. We're just coming out of a pandemic. And Has anybody ever heard of something called Valley Fever? We don't have time to get into it, but it's been around and the cases are rising the same rate that COVID started rising. What the hell is going on, y'all? So listen, I want you to pay attention to this Valley Fever. I want you to please pay attention to this power grid situation where these white supremacists are trying to start race war. It's part of a white power philosophy that they call accelerationism. Accelerationism is when they want to destroy society and replace it with one that's based on their racist ideologies. This is real people. This is not Doris Davenport talking, making stuff up. I want to be here on the radio with you with the lights on for weeks and months to come. So please, let's catch these people. If you see something, say something. If people are talking out of turn about things like this, and it sounds like they're joking, this is no joking matter. No joking matter. This is the Doris Davenport Show. I've enjoyed my time with you. Pay attention. I say don't vote early, but make sure you vote on election day